You're listening to the Close to Home Podcast, where we believe your home should feel like your favorite place, not just a space. Tune in to get your questions answered, hear from experts, and learn the newest trends, how-tos, and stories to live your best life at home. If you're ready to learn about the housing market, get your financial house in order, be entertained, or make your best life at home, this show is for you. Now here's your host, realtor, educator, investor, and dog lover, Brennan Klaus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Close to Home podcast. We're so excited to have you back today. Um, I'm super excited because today I have joining me my neighbor, Hollis Rendelman, um, who is the owner and designer behind Hollis Rendelman Interiors. So super happy to have you here today, Hollis. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Of course. Yeah, super excited. Why don't we start by you telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got into interior design, what your background is in, um, and how you ended up here today. Great. Um, So I've been in the design world for a little over 10 years. I actually started my career in social service, social justice work, um, and then um, started school for interior design because I had been working as a retail manager and realized the power of changing a retail display with lighting and color and suddenly things were flying off the shelf and I was like "Ooh, there is something to this so um, went to school I finished my master's in interior architecture and design in 2012 um, and my jobs at small firms and then um, a large local coffee company <laughs> have been around commercial design um, and I left my corporate job last summer um, to start my own business um, because I really wanted to actually focus on folks again. Um, When you're designing for corporate America, you get some really great projects and really great resources, but um, often you're not actually connected to the people who are going to be in the space, either as employees or customers. Um, And I really had gotten into design based on um, this belief that space really impacts how we feel and, you know, that I truly believe it can be a reflection of what's going on for us internally. And if we change our, our space, it can actually help change what's going on for us internally. And so created my own co- company so that I could work much, much more closely with folks and design based on who they are, what they've done, where they want to go with their life. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I completely agree that you can change how you feel and operate based on how your space is. Totally. Um, yeah. It has such a feel. big impact. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Um, so how long have you been helping people um, do their own spatial design and sort of interiors for people? Um, on and off for about, what year is it? 2020? <laughs> for about <laughs> seven years. Um, but I have, um, really focused on it for the last about year. Um, this is all I've done. And, and specifically, I mean, I love doing commercial projects now that COVID has happened. That's probably even less likely. Um, but I really wanted to focus on working with folks in a residential situation. Um, again, to kind of harness the power that space has for them. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we have a lot of people who um, listen who are thinking about purchasing or have purchased or, you know, um, are thinking about selling for the first time and maybe they're fixing up their house. Um, So what do you recommend for those DIYers who are thinking about taking their home or their space to the next level? Um, and how can they do that with the help of someone like you? Yeah, I actually, I, so I definitely do custom projects, but I love working with folks who are doing DIY, um, in part. So a lot of interior designers kind of have their signature style and you, you hire them because you want Hollis's style. Um, and that's totally not how I operate. And one of the reasons I love working with DIYers is because, you know, I worked with someone who just recently did her bedroom in this like very goth artsy way. And then someone else who did a mid-century modern with blue and orange office. And, you know, so you get to see all these different styles. I had a woman who um, had the safari theme to her living room because she and her husband like to travel and go on safaris. So I love that part. But um, I think, you know, Design in general has become such so forefront in our um, culture, and uh, it's to me become a little cookie cutter. And people are very, um, you know, they know they want their house to look good, but it doesn't necessarily mean they know the steps to get there. So I I have what I call a design discovery session where I come into someone's house for a couple hours or in, you know, this day and age also Zoom. But so they have an idea of what they want to do and I'm going to help them really make that a uh, concrete plan. I'll help them if um, I worked with a family who wanted to turn their utility room into a bathroom. Um, so help them with coming up with what the best layout for that bathroom was going to be. Also code issues, They it, because it was their utility room, they had their electric panel in there which you can't have by running water. So, you know, they thought this was going to be a $3,000 project. Just moving their panel was going to be $3,000. So helping folks get a a really clear plan, also all the information so they know what they're tackling and really decide whether it's worth doing on their own or worth bringing in some professionals to help. Um, Yeah, so I basically what I like to do, I come in for a couple of hours and I'll talk with them about what their vision is, help hone in on a much more specific plan. Um, A lot of folks like to do DIY because that way they can kind of spread out the energy they're putting in and the money they're putting in. Mm -hmm. So how to help them clarify what are the best steps to do first. One, so they have a big impact and two, so they're still inspired to keep going. Yeah, because often yeah. when you know we have a three month project, we kind of pitter out. Um, so, and then after that two hours, I come home and put another couple hours into um, collecting all the information we talked about into a digital packet for them. But also, like, here's the links, or here's the inspiration, or this rug might work really well, or did you consider, you know, this toilet instead of that toilet, or whatever was relevant to their project, so they have. Um, by the end of our time together, they have a very clear action plan and feel really confident in what they're going to do. Um, because I think while DIY is often because people want to save money, if they're if they don't know the steps they're tackling, um, often it ends up being more expensive because they've made a mistake. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely seen that where 
someone gets into something and then they make a big mistake. Um, and then they're like, so much more money. Yeah, which I do in all other aspects of my life, like, you know, business side, but <laughs> I want to help people um, on the design side. You know, I want yeah. them to be able, and I want them to be able to take credit for what they've done and, you know, get all the kudos. Um, but I want them to make sure it's efficient and cost-effective and yeah. that they're getting what they want. Yeah. So they get a plan out of that. And then what, what else should they expect? Like, do you give, you said you give them steps. Do you have designs drawn up or like if they wanted to hire someone, could they just give them what you provide to them or would they need more than that? So I definitely do draw, I mean, I do kind of construction drawings. They're not stamped since I'm not a licensed architect, but so that would be kind of the next step if they wanted to go for custom work. But, um, for folks who are focused on doing DIY, I'll I'll sketch up um, some plans, you know, something that I can do in a couple hours rather than um, more time for something that's more detailed and more accurate. But yeah, um, yeah so I'll sketch up ideas. I'll collect um, links. I have a couple handouts that I give folks after um, these sessions, you know, about artwork or rugs or um, styling bookshelves, whatever might be relevant to their project. So like I said, I've done, I've done this for folks who have wanted to kind of DIY their own bathroom, um, bedrooms. Obviously the spring has been a lot more focused on the home offices. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, because again, often we don't have designated rooms for our home office. Um, they have to double as a guest room or, you know, something else. So how to help folks see the how to prioritize all the things that need to be in there. And if you're using it, you know, four or five days a week as a home office, that that needs to be the priority over seven nights as a guest room. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So helping with people with lighting and, you know, the whole works of how to get a full design that works for them. Um, but, you know, often you just want, you want an expert opinion, but you don't want someone coming in and doing it for you. So that the session is really great for that. Yeah. And you mentioned um, the steps like to help them go maybe at their own pace, but still be inspired mm -hmm. to continue going. Do you have any recommendations on how much you recommend people tackle at once? Um, That's a if good question. If they're like living through it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've lived through some major remodels and if you're going to start something major, you want to go as fast as possible. <laughs> Just to get through to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when you're doing, like, let's say you're doing a home office where, you know, you're not dealing with plumbing or electric, um, but maybe you're changing out light fixtures and you're changing out paint color and you're changing out um, uh, rugs and furniture and that sort of stuff. Basically, I recommend trying to alternate something that is inspirational or is going to make you feel really good with something that is efficient and is going to make, you know, again, for a home office, make your work easier because then you're kind of satisfying both sides of your brain. And if you just go for all the things that are going to make things efficient, but you haven't done anything that has kind of a wow factor, um, that's when I think we kind of pitter out. And if we just do all the wow factor and don't take care of any of the, um, you know, business side, then you have something pretty that still isn't efficient for you. So I think to strate strategically sit down and lay out a plan and have it kind of alternate can be really helpful. Yeah. Some really like 
efficient things and then yeah. some like wow things. Yeah. Like yeah. new artwork yeah. or, you know, paint the walls or whatever that might be. And then, you know, get the printer that finally works for your office. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, and so you mentioned like people that come to you oftentimes they might have their own idea or their own sort of inspiration. Um, do you also come in and help people who have no idea what they're doing and just need opinions? How does that work? Yes. You know, my design philosophy is very based in design and in environmental psychology, which is basically this belief that the spaces that we are exposed to early in our life as, as children and the experiences we had in those spaces then impact our preferences, right? So, you know, I might like big, tall ceilings, lots of light and um, like airy curtains, and you might like low ceilings, dark walls, and, you know, the sense of like warm textures and all of that kind of stuff. And so I feel like it's my job to help people suss that out, that everyone does have a preference. It's also my job when there's more than one decision maker to help figure out you know, no one's going to have the same likes. No mm. one's even going to see colors the same way. So like help merge those two things to something that um, feels good to both folks. Yeah. So while I love color theory and I can wax poetic about what colors symbolize all, you know, all day, your, your feeling about red is going to be really different than my feeling about red. So I can't come yeah. around and say, you should do red because that's going to make you feel, you know, upbeat. Because you might yeah. have a totally different experience of that. So, yeah. so yes, I love working with folks who have no idea. <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, going back to earlier, I feel like, you know, we're so bombarded. And this is not a knock on West Elm or anything because I love. But, you know, we, we get these catalogs and we see like, oh, I should have that chair and that sofa. But does that actually represent what you like and what you, right. you want and what makes you feel comfortable or is that just what you see all the time and so you assume it should be? Um, right. So, yeah. So I give a lot of kudos to folks who kind of push what's expected of design. And, like, I want to walk into your house and know this is Brennan's house. You know, right. like, this, this could be no one else's house. This is yours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Represents you. And it sounds like also sometimes you're the mediator. Similar to in buying real estate, you help mediate sort of like things that could go. I do think there's a little couples counseling that goes along with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Homes are so important and, and feelings get yeah. so high so quickly. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's important to help kind of, okay, you like this and you like this. How can we find something that you both like that overlaps? Right. Yeah. It's so important that you love where you are and that it makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's amazing. Okay, cool. Anything else you think that everyone should know about the design discovery session? Well, I'll just add kind of going back to my philosophy that <clears throat> the other piece that's really important to me is um, some of your listeners may be familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is mm -hmm. yep. this inverted pyramid or pyramid um, that basically says, you know, you have to have security which means food, water, and shelter. So obviously that's where you come in, right? Like let's find the home that's going to stay standing, that's going to keep you from the elements. Um, yep. And then from there we build to, um, you know, the love and belonging, which is 
you know, I kind of see that as comfort, which is where almost everyone comes to me. They, I, I have never had a client not say they want a space to be comfortable because obviously like that's what we want. So, but also, you know, how are we going to feel connected to our family, to other people who are visiting? Um, how do we now feel connected to the bigger world in our homes, whether through zoom or art or music or TV or whatever that is. Um, and then what's interesting to me is the top of the pyramid. So that is self-actualization and self-transcendence. So what is it that you want to accomplish in your life? And honestly, how can we like represent that in your space? So if we want, if you want to write a book, obviously you need like a table and a place to write it. But what's interesting to me is let's, have you imagine you've written that book, it's wildly successful, what would your space look like then? And how can we have your space kind of manifest that aspiration for you? So are you looking at book titles that are inspirational? Are you looking at a image of where you're going to take your vacation when you publish, you know, what are you going to have around yourself that's aspirational? And then self-transcendence, which I feel like now more than ever is important how can we make your home a place that truly supports you to rest and rejuvenate so you can go back out into the world and bring your best qualities, you know, and make the world a better place. And all of us need a place to rest and recover in order to do that. So I think that that I love, that's where I love talking to people. Like, obviously we want your home to be functional. Obviously we want it to be pretty, Obviously, we want it to be comfortable, but how can we take it to a higher level? Um, so again, it's like super reflective of you, but also where you're going. Yeah, I love that. I love talking about Maslow's hierarchy. It, it, it's, mean, it applies to so much, but it's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it's it's pertinent. And I think if not already, it has become more and more pertinent to yes. people who maybe didn't know that it was. And now yeah. during COVID, no, totally. That it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And now our home has to, has to function on all of those levels since we're not going to work and we're not yeah. going to restaurants in the same way that they just opened in Seattle. But you know, like it right. has to serve has to so be. many roles now that we have to really look at all of those levels. So totally yeah. it has to be inspiring and functional yeah. and work worthy and, yes. you know, comfortable and all of those and not embarrass you when you're on zoom calls (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah find a blank wall (laughs) um awesome well will you tell everyone where they can find you but also where they can find the design discovery session yeah so my website is hollisrendleman.com which is h-o-l-l-i-s-r-e-n-d-l-e-m-a-n Um, And I have a tab that says DIY design um, uh, in my menu. And under there, that's got a drop down menu under there is the design discovery. And so it, again, kind of outlines the steps um, and the follow up and all of that sort of stuff. And folks can schedule it straight from there. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool. And we'll link to that in the notes as well. Thank you. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Really appreciate having you. It was so awesome. And um, yeah, if people are interested, please go check it out. And your website, honestly, is worth checking out regardless of if they're interested in it. I love your website. So you um, you should definitely head over and check that out.
Thanks for listening to the Close to Home podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at closetohomepodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also find us on social media with the hashtag Close to Home Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Brennan. I'd love to get this podcast into the earbuds of other people just like you. Will you do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave me a review? All you have to do is find that purple Apple Podcasts app, go to Close to Home, and leave me a review. I'd really greatly appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. 